The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today, enjoying my weekday in beautiful northern Nevada. Loving the cold weather and all of the fun that goes with it. It's amazing, though. People are still talking about the coming spring real soon and real estate for investors. It's a great time to be looking in northern Nevada because of all of the energy that's in the air. And that's energy from the way we feel about the real estate market, as well as energy from some of the companies that are moving to northern Nevada. We have more and more people considering investment property, second homes, and primary residences in northern Nevada. That includes people wanting to relocate from other states, like our neighbor to the west. We have three outstanding guests in the studio today to share in the conversation. First of all, Michelle Hulbert is with us. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Glad to have you on the show, Michelle. Hi, Peter. Thanks. It's great to be here again. It is great to have you back, too. Well, we got through some of the coldest days so far of the year, and maybe we really are heading into spring. Have you seen any spring-like activity at your side of the business? I have. I I think the market after the holidays has been really strong and positive, um, and I'm noticing in all in all price points. Uh-huh. So that's definitely a, a good thing for us here. Yeah. And I, it was maybe a month or two that we talked about the Fed raising the interest rates. And, you know, the initial reaction is, oh, wow, we're going to be priced out of homes. It was really amazing. I remember you said to me that you thought maybe even interest rates might go down. And it seems like they have. They have, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. And it's funny just to hit on your point about our neighbors to the west. Um we are seeing a big influx of relocations from California, and it's not just retirees. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, a variation of age groups, the 25s, the 35s, the, you know, the people maybe just retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, our, the dollar goes a lot further here in Nevada. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what demographic you're from. If you can stretch that nickel, they stretch that dollar, you can certainly get a lot more enjoyment out of life, and that's what we have here. Absolutely. Hey, I'm glad you introduced me to our next guest Diane Heaton. Diane is a realtor at Remax Realty Affiliates. Welcome to our show, Diane. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Lots going on in real estate right oh. now. Oh, yes. It is a very exciting time. Give us a little bit about your background. How long have you been in the real estate business? Ooh, 20 years. I started in 1996 mm-hmm. as a new home consultant with Lewis Homes. There's oh. a blast from the past. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I have worked in new homes 12 years. Resale real estate for eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I know is that every day I get up, it's an adventure, <laughs> yeah. and real estate changes on a dime. Remax Realty Affiliates moved not long ago to a new building. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not distance wise, not too far. But I, I just love your location. Are you enjoying that as well? We are, and we're full. Uh, lots of agents. We're all full time agents at mm-hmm. Remax, but uh, so the halls are busy, everybody's running around, and uh, we have a good group there. Very nice. So you deal with primary residence buyers, investors, Is, do you, does it cover the range, or do you like to lean specifically more toward one or the other? 
Well, I like to think that everybody who purchases a home is is investing in real estate and hopefully for the long term and so but primarily uh home buyers. Yeah, just any home buyers. Yes. Um, you know, I've I've always said the same thing is when we talk about first-time investors many times it's when they buy that first home. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're just look they're visionary. They're looking forward to what's going to happen in a year, two years, five years. And I encourage a lot of people to consider finding a way to Turn that first home into investment home by moving up, right, after a certain while. And uh, I know many people that have made great lives for themselves and have great retirements because they built a stable of investment properties as they moved through their life. That's for sure. Uh, To put it in perspective, I'm showing currently a 26-year-old first-time home buyer Mm -hmm. uh, who I'm encouraging him to look at it as not a 30-year He's not going to live there for the rest of his life, right. but let's hope maybe a three to five year investment and keep that and move up mm-hmm. when his family or financial status changes. And then yesterday it was 70 year old uh, coming from California, right. but looking to retire here. So mm-hmm. we see all ends of the spectrum, but it's still an investment for them. They Everybody wants a good deal and everybody wants to make a wise investment. Yeah. People are looking at yeah. prices, interest rates, all the factors. So a little later on the show, I'm going to talk to you about what investors should be looking for, what home buyers should be looking for in today's dynamic market. We know it's heading in the upward direction, but sometimes it seems like that's when there's more chatter about buying real estate. So I'm glad you're with us on the show today. Me too. Also in the studio is Sarah Feliz. Sarah is an organizational consultant at a company called Put It In Order. Thank you, Peter. I'm glad to be here. My first time on the show. Well, we're glad to have you here, too. So you were introduced to me by a dear friend, Sherry Hill, and Sherry told me that she really liked the concept of your business, and she thought a lot of our listeners would enjoy hearing about your business. So why don't you share with us what it really pertains to? So I first meet with my clients face-to-face, I offer a one-hour free consultation. That way we can look at the mess or is it just a room, the whole house, and kind of dive down into what um, we can do to solve the problem. Are you going to be moving, downsizing, or staying in your home, but we just need to clean up the clutter? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I help them decide what to keep, toss, sell, and donate. And when I leave my clients' homes, I take the donations. So I'm not leaving any homework for the client to do Mm. after I leave. Mm, very nice. Do you do uh, businesses as well? I mean, I have an office. My office, it's like a – well, it needs a shovel. <laughs> um, I can do offices. Um, a lot of it is just the time with mm-hmm. the client if they're able to take from work, mm-hmm. sitting with me and explaining a little bit more of what they do so that mm-hmm. I can get a clear understanding how mm-hmm. to put things in order. So talk to us about the – a little bit about the clientele. So somebody calls you, they want to have a consultation with put it in order. And what is their what what is going on at their house? Are they hoarders? Are, are they just messy people? Have they gone through major changes? So I've been in both um, realms of clutter. I've mm-hmm. been in the hoarder side, like you see on the TV show, and then I've been in homes that I don't think they have any clutter at all, but they see it. And I think it's because they're there day to day. And sometimes that's more the stay at home moms Mm. with their children. They don't know how to contain all their toys um, and how to pare that down and and organize it best for the children then to find Mm -hmm. later on. Mm -hmm. So I I know that when people have a a death in the family, an elderly couple, one of them passes away, 
Um, we went through that with a family member recently, and one of them was, uh, I won't call her a hoarder, I'll call her a collector. Collector of hordes, I guess, that she collected. <laughs> okay. All right, she, was a, she had a great collection. I had never seen so much of this stuff in my life. It wasn't that it was junk, it was that it was unmanageable. There was so much. It's really amazing what people can accumulate in their life. Oh, yes. And so looking at that, you have to decide, you know, what do you want to keep? What is a family heirloom or Mm -hmm. something that you want to be passing down to your children one day? You need to have that conversation with your children as well, because is there something that they want? You know, let's kind of clear that Mm -hmm. out of the way now. Mm-hmm. with um, either putting it in a will or trust or even simply writing their name on the back if it is a photo or um, a clock hanging on the wall. Yeah. Have that discussion with them because sometimes you're keeping something that your children may not want, but you've never had that conversation with them. And then when I come in and I say, well, have you had that conversation? It's like their eyes light up and like a light bulb goes on over their head and I feel like I asked such a bad question, but it's more about you know, they don't want everything that you have kept. And I'm going through um, a similar situation Mm -hmm. right now. You know, I've traveled a lot around the world, and I've looked at different countries and visited different homes. And I kind of see the same thing everywhere. It's just different stuff, except for Japan. Now, I've never been to Japan. I'm hoping to go there. But I understand from the photos that I see and the decorating concepts that I hear about is that there really are minimalists. And they maybe in one room have one photo on all of the four walls. Is that, do you find that culturally there are differences that dramatic? I haven't experienced that yet, but um, yeah, I think you need to look outside the box a little bit and Mm -hmm. see the things that you are collecting and possibly hoarding that um, are consuming your, your home. It's not making it a lovely house that you can have people and family over if you have too much clutter around. And sometimes that can be too many pictures on a wall or too many um, pieces of furniture in one area. Diane Heaton is with us as well. She's a realtor at Remax Realty Affiliates. So Diane, I see you smiling over there because you list homes, you look at homes, and a lot of times the homes are already occupied. Uh, And there's something known as staging. Yes. Do you think that maybe even reverse staging is what we're kind of talking about in some cases? Get rid of that stuff or the house won't sell? Does that really happen? It really does happen. So everything that you're uh, saying about uh, decluttering, generally when I go into a home to list, my rule of thumb is that put half of everything you have away, Um, half your clothes. I send my clients boxes packages of boxes, usually 30 to 60 or 90, Mm -hmm. uh, to help them. I say, you're going to be moving anyway, so let's start packing it up. People, if you think about, I spent so many years in new homes and model homes. Builders don't do model homes because they want to. They build them because they have to and stage them because people don't always have the imagination to go through a home. So I always tell sellers, that's your competition, think about a model home. You have one shirt hanging in the closet. It makes the closet look real big, doesn't it, when there's that one (laughs) shirt? Totally unrealistic, but we all believe it (laughs) when we see, oh. So it's it's sometimes a very difficult conversation. It's everyone has different tastes and different Mm -hmm. collections, and Mm -hmm. it's very subjective what clutter is. Uh, So I just come in and try that approach, just 
generally mm-hmm. 50%, let's put it away, mm-hmm. everything you're not using so that we can present a home that people can use their imagination yeah, in. Yeah, it's hard to imagine putting your things in a home when right now the home is packed. Right. So I can see that. So there's a psychological factor there. Sarah, at your company, put it in order. Do people talk about how they wish they would feel if they didn't have the issues that they talk to you about? Or do you talk to your clients after it's all done and they give you feedback of how they now feel? Because it really is about how we feel in our environment. Exactly. So um, I'm in a home right now in Carson City, and it's kind of like they walk in the garage door that is into the kitchen, mm-hmm. and that becomes the clutter ground. And so the countertops are full with things they're not able to use their kitchen or cook. And so once we start taking that clutter away and putting it someplace else, whether mm-hmm. it's you know sorting the mail and making bins in the office mm-hmm. or um, you know having a list of items that you need to be doing the next day that's posted on your refrigerator or even using your, your phone, um, it, it helps open things up a little bit better and you can see the end result. You've got to get in people's heads, really, as to what they're thinking, how they're feeling, more than anything I would imagine, because you're you're talking about moving their stuff around. Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> some people kind of have called me a little bit of a counselor because they tell me <laughs> so much of certain things. And so I try to imagine myself in their shoes and what they're going through, and then how can I help them and make things easier for them as well. In case anybody's listening right now, they, they need your contact information. What is the best way to reach you? You can call me on my phone number at 775-848-3350 or look me up online, uh, putinorder.com. And everybody can find today's guest's contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. I'm also continuing our conversation with Diane Heaton from REMAX Realty Affiliates and Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans. We're going to talk about what it takes to get started to buy a home in today's real estate environment after this message. This is Candace Meyer, Managing Broker at Coldwell Banker Select. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is extremely knowledgeable about real estate. What a fount of information. Street Smarts on the house. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. 
Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. This is Sarah Felice, organizational consultant at Put It In Order. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he has invited me on the radio show and introduced me to a new light. Thank you, Peter. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. We're having a great conversation talking about real estate for investors, really real estate in general, because anytime you talk about real estate, you're laying out some cash usually or dealing with some cash that you just got from the sale of a real estate transaction. It's really business. You're in business. And especially for investors, when you buy that first investment property, it's important that you build a wall of protection between you and creditors and frivolous lawsuits, things of that type. We're a litigious society. So we recommend that you consider incorporating your business of real estate holdings so that you can get the protection that you need. Now, many people might dabble a little bit on the web or the internet and try to get a little bit of information, but you really need to have an expert that knows about you and your business and your holdings and future plans before you incorporate so that you can incorporate in the right way. We recommend that you talk to Sherry Hill. Sherry is this wealth protection diva at Sage International. She helps people incorporate their businesses all across the country. And for over 23 years, she's had a reliable and growing list of clients. You want to talk with Sherry about incorporating your business, whether it's real estate holdings or a business of any other type, give her a call. You can reach her in Reno, Nevada, 786-5515. Of course, the area code is 775. Ask Sherry Hill about incorporating your business. With us in the studio today, I have three guests enjoying today's roundtable conversation. Sarah Feliz is with us, and she's an organizational consultant at Put It In Order. Diane Heaton is with us, too. She's a realtor at REMAX, Realty Affiliates, and rounding out the table, Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Michelle, I enjoyed chatting with you briefly as you were coming into the studio today about interest rates and buying activity. I mean, it's the coldest part of the year that we've just gotten through. People really are out and about looking for homes. They're looking for those deals. Is it because of the interest rates, you think? You know, maybe a little bit, but I think you know, potential rising home prices has yeah. more to do with that right now. Uh-huh. So the prices are driving more. Yeah, really, the, I think, you interest. know, people are starting to get on the bandwagon because they don't want to get left behind. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it now is you get a couple that with low interest rates. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely a good time to buy. You're crazy not to be out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that mainly it's more of the idea that prices are going up versus mm-hmm. interest rates. So a number of people in the real estate industry that I talk to also tell me that, in, that uh, rental rates are going up and because more people are preferring to rent, let's say, as a, as a whole than in previous years for whatever reason. As renters' demand goes up, it makes investment property all the more attractive. Oh, absolutely. And, and we see it. Um, you know, I, I, 
obviously I'm doing loans. I, I'm diving into people's finances. And frankly, I'm astonished at what people pay for rent. Mm-hmm. And it's it's across the board. It's one-bedroom apartments that are, you know, maybe considered a, a semi-luxury apartment that are $1,200 a month for mm-hmm. a one-bedroom. Um you know, three-bedroom, two-bath houses that are hitting that $1,600 to $1,900 mark in some neighborhoods. So owning a home is still, you know, it, it's a huge investment, and it's a beneficial investment for people I think some I think sometimes people need to look at their rent not in a monthly basis, but on an annual basis. I mean, you're paying 12000 15000 maybe $24,000 sure. a year on your rent, and you'll never really get anything out of that back. Obviously, you get to live there while you're spending the money, but it's like lighting it on fire, burning money, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of the same. Once it's got done, and the money's gone. Well, I think f- so many times people fail to look at truly the tax benefit. It is real. And I- if you're a first-time home buyer, there can even be some additional enhancements to your tax benefit. So it, it really needs to be looked at seriously. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a certain segment of the population, Peter, that, you know what, they want to call the landlord and say, hey, come fix my you know, my whatever broke this week, my faucet, my toilet. And that's fine for them. That's their mentality. And, you know, maybe they'll never own a home. Most people want a home that is going to not need too much work. When you're doing a mortgage application, let our listeners know what kind of check and background you do on the home itself. The home has to be appraised for the purposes of, you know, making sure that we're lending in accordance with what the true value is that they didn't overpay for the house. Um, As lenders, though, it's interesting, Peter, we don't necessarily require a certain list of inspections unless a VA loan has, you know, one additional item. But Mm -hmm. we highly recommend, and the real estate professionals that we work with, uh, um, you know, pretty much set it in stone that you will get the proper inspections on properties to Mm -hmm. make sure that there is nothing that's inherently wrong or that will be a major expense to you in the long run. As a lender, we do require that the the properties be in at least average condition. We don't lend on poor condition or even fair condition in most cases. And it's got to be pretty bad for the appraiser to list it in poor condition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So essentially, if it's not something you could really live in, we're not going to lend on it. When you get the appraisal, that probably gives you some information in general about the condition of the home, other than just the value, right? Oh, absolutely. They itemize every detail of that property from the square footage, the measurements, and and Mm -hmm. down to the condition. So if if there is an issue, and it might be that it just needs a couple of repairs to bring it to a certain, you know, condition, an average condition, let's Mm -hmm. say. If if not, if it is in poor condition and the buyer still wants to go forward, then, you know, it might involve some kind of a rehab loan because mm-hmm. it, it can't be a traditional mortgage at that point. Now, the, let's go over the mortgages real briefly. So you have uh, mortgages for primary residents, and that's probably the starting point, right, of a, of a, of a great deal on a mortgage. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of options there. When you have a primary residence mortgage, depending on whether it's a first-time home buyer or a seasoned home buyer, there are some additional benefit opportunities for them in our state. In Nevada, maybe, that uh, I understand aren't available in all states. Tell us about what some of the programs might be. Well, some of the benefits for first-time buyers are definitely our Nevada grant programs, and they can be used not only in rural areas, which was typical in the past, where Mm -hmm. you had to buy in a rural community to be able to utilize getting, let's say, a 4 or 5% grant. Mm -hmm. 
now it's it's broad based. It's it's statewide. Really? So even in the city of Reno, the city of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Henderson, you can utilize these programs. There's so many nuances to each one of them that if you're a veteran, you can get a subs- a lower or subsidized interest rate. You can choose a menu of grant amounts for based on the interest rate that you want to pay. That's never been available in the past. It was mm-hmm. always a, you know, here's your rate, here's the grant, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the state has done a great job of reducing fees to make it more affordable for people to do these programs. And mm-hmm. frankly, it's working because for first-time buyers, that's a big part of our business right now. I'm talking with Michelle Holbert. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans about the opportunities for home buyers in Nevada and really across the country, depending on what your interest is, whether it's primary residence or investment property. Also with us in the studio, Sarah Feliz. She's an organizational consultant at Put It In Order. And Diane Heaton. She is with REMAX, Realty Affiliates. Diane, in listening to what Michelle has to say about some of these down payment assistance programs and opportunities, do people ask you about these same things as well? And is it an important part of your conversations with your clients when you're talking about homes? Absolutely. And, you know, there's so much information out there, buyers think. It's almost over information. It's not all really useful. So Mm -hmm. when we, I like to have our clients or potential clients come in and sit down with us. And we're usually the first one that sees someone when they want to start looking for a home. Mm -hmm. And we educate them on all the programs that are available. And then I can get them over to Michelle. There's mortgage tax credit program. And as you said, all these bond programs, we used to run out of money. Remember when (laughs) we weren't sure if we were going to have the money Mm -hmm. from when they bought the home to when they closed the home? That's over now. So uh, it's wonderful to be able to offer these programs. And it does, they still have to qualify. They still, it's a legitimate loan. They have to have the income, the credit, all those pieces have to be in place. So they're not giving the money away frivolously on these mm-hmm. loans. But it's, it's enabled a lot of people today purchasing homes, mm-hmm. like my 26-year-old first-time home buyer who he's got some money for closing costs, but he doesn't have all the money for the down payment. We'll be able to utilize one of these programs. Michelle's going to do his loan and get him into a home that is going to change his life. And maybe somewhere down the road, he might decide, well, it's time to move up. Maybe I'll shop for another home and turn this house into a rental property. That's mm-hmm. one way to get moving into mm-hmm. the investment side as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's ask about that for Michelle. So if somebody qualified for a first-time home buyer program of some sort, they bought a home, they come back two or three years later and they want to buy another property. Are there some restrictions on whether you're buying um, your second time around or whether you've had any other issues like – you know, some people had short sales or foreclosures in the last five to 10 years, even a bankruptcy. Does that preclude people from being able to qualify for these programs? Well, the the underlying guidelines for any of the grant programs are agency guidelines. So whatever Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, or VA guidelines would be. So assuming that you're able to do a loan for somebody now and they did what they were supposed to do mm. in three years, they would mm. be able to qualify to go on to a new property. Um, And it could be that they keep theirs as a rental and move on even Mm -hmm. to the next property with, you know, a small down payment, maybe three to three to five percent. Right. Um, As long as you have 
good credentials, those mm-hmm. programs will still be available. I know that the guidelines now require people, when they get a mortgage, to pay it back, don't they? Darn, <laughs> 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 right? You know, one, of the new, one of the new things that came out in the last few years. <laughs> yeah. So that's what the good news is to me, is that even though these grants are going out to people to buy homes and there's assistance, I know that there's a strong emphasis on the ability to repay yeah. the loan. And, and, you know, in the old days, sometimes people would get into loans they couldn't afford to pay back. But there wasn't the oversight that there is today. And that's, I'm sure, a big part of what you're doing when you're tra- talking with your clients is to make sure that it's, it's going to be a success. Absolutely. You know, they have to sign a form, um, it, it, strictly, the ability to repay that loan. Mm-hmm. Did we discuss with you the fact that it's going to take, you know, X amount of percentage of your income? Did we go down this list of items with you to make sure that you're, you're or to, you know, help ensure your success? Obviously, we can't dictate if somebody has a catastrophic event, mm-hmm. but boy, it's sure going to save a lot of foreclosures mm-hmm. versus the days of doing this, the what do you, the no nos and the Nina loans where yeah. you didn't <laughs> verify anything. Mm-hmm. But it's you, one thing I've been a lender long enough to where I can go back to the guidelines from, let's say, the, even the early 1990s. Back then, if you did a stated income program, it required the top credentials for credit and it required 25% down. Mm. I can pretty much assure you that nobody ever defaulted on the original stated income loans. Yeah, because so. they, had some, they had so much skin in the game. Right. Right, exactly. Well, you're a great lender, and I always recommend that people talk to a great lender like Michelle Hilbert at Caliber Home Loans if you're thinking about getting started with a real estate investment or primary residence purchase. In case anybody wants to reach you, Michelle, what's the best way? Best number is 775-742-3559 or michelle.holbert at caliberhomeloans.com. Continuing our conversation, too, with Sarah Feliz, organizational consultant at Put It In Order and REMAX Realty Affiliates representation from Diane Heaton, Realtor. We're looking forward to chatting with you more after this commercial break. This is Megan Lowe with Chase International Real Estate. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he connects all the real estate professionals in our community. Street Smarts on the house. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net forward slash L-C-A-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750 NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender. 
Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. This is Timothy Johnston, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Northern Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because of the connections he provides. Street Smarts on the house. We're enjoying our conversation in studio with our guests talking about real estate for investors. Many people, when they buy that first investment property, they're competing with a lot of other buyers. Many of those other buyers, in fact, are investors themselves, and they might be ready to fix and flip. So they're using cash as their main arsenal and weapon in order to win deals. Cash talks and cash is king, and many times you're at a disadvantage if you're waiting on your mortgage to close after you make an offer. Even if you have everything in order, it's going to take at least two weeks, maybe three or four, to close your mortgage transaction. And that means that a cash buyer could swoop up the property before you have a chance to close. That's where the folks at Socotra Capital Nevada come handy. They are hard money lenders, but trust me, they are hard money lenders that are licensed in the state of Nevada. They go through all the same training and guidance that they need to from the federal officials to make sure that they're treating all of their customers with the most beneficial products and services. Call Socotra Capital and ask for Dave Washburn. He couldn't be with us today, but he asked to send a hello to all of his prospects and clients. You can reach Socotra Capital. You can call him at the office, 775-420-4990. Tell him Peter Padilla sent you. With us in the studio today, three guests having a good time talking about real estate for investment. Michelle Holbert is with us. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Hope you're enjoying being on the show today, Michelle. Always. Sarah Feliz is with us too. She has a company called Put It In Order. She's an organizational consultant. I think you're the first organizational consultant on my list. Thank you. I appreciate that. You must be a pretty organized person yourself. I am. Pretty organized at home? Yes. When people come into my home, um, they're a little bit surprised. So then they never want me to come into their home. You Mm -hmm. know, any of my girlfriends or any new people that I meet, (laughs) they're like, no. Do you ever meet some people that are like, uh, they're compulsive organizers? Like they have all their canned goods by order of expiration date or alphabetically or stuff like that. Do I, you do, do people go to that level or are you like that? No, I am not like that. <laughs> You're probably thinking about it right now. Hmm, that's a good way to organize my canned goods. Yeah, I guess I better get on that and take a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes a friend will come over and uh, go through my refrigerator and find things that are expired. And so I think that's the only way to do it is that you've got to have a expiration date chronology there and keep track of it. Well, the first thing you should be doing is shopping in your home first before uh, you go out and shop. Uh, you know, so, I do that. I, I, I mess up. I, I buy something at the store. I take it home and it's like, I've got another one right there. What am I, a retailer? I don't need all, that much of that one item. Yep, exactly. And so especially in your kitchen, you know, maybe trying to plan out your meals for mm-hmm. the week mm-hmm. and then looking at the menu item and then seeing what mm-hmm. do you already have in your cupboards you don't need to go out and buy that, but you may need that one onion because you don't have the onion mm-hmm. in the refrigerator. And so I really try to tell people, plan out a menu if you can and shop in your home first and then go out to the grocery store and shop and buy what you need mm-hmm. from that list so it doesn't deter you from buying anything else. I'm going to put that on my list. Okay. 
<laughs> well, if you think of just how much how much food people really throw away mm-hmm. for ex, you know, that's mm-hmm. expired. That's yeah. definitely the way to go. It really is. I had a brother who lived in Spain during the service uh, many years ago, but he said that his wife would go shopping every day and everything they'd buy fresh for that day's meals. And I kind of got to thinking that's not a bad idea. Of course, they were doing it because their refrigerators were the size of a shoebox. Yeah. But here, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's a good way to you know keep from wasting that food. You only buy what you need. The key, though, is to be organized and have your your mind in order, right, so that you can live an organized life. That's really most most of what we're talking about with you. Yes. Diane Heaton is with us. She's from REMAX Realty Affiliates, an organized mind. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that what you work with? I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, first things first. So the real estate market is baffling a lot of people in northern Nevada because you know, the housing shortage, let's face it, people mm-hmm. are still saying they can't find the house and the prices mm-hmm. are going up. Um, you know, and and a lot of the talk is about Tesla and Tesla fever and the growth. And I hear half the people I talk to tell me that it really hasn't had an impact growth wise. You know, there's not that many new employers or new jobs and new houses going up. And, and yet other people are very optimistic about what's coming in the future. Maybe the optimistic ones are the sellers, right? Because they're hanging on. Are they really hanging on to their properties to see if they can go up in value more? Well, I I would say so. I have um, sold a couple of homes that were to Tesla uh, employees coming into the area mm-hmm. from California, but um, we we do we need more listings. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And the the market is segmented for. Um, Growth over 500. It was a little flat last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, the two to 400,000 market went up the most. Mm-hmm. If you're today still, if you're 250 or under, the market is very brisk. Uh, I just put in an offer where there were seven offers on a property. It was 220 some thousand. I think it probably went for about 235. We need more sellers. And I think a lot of absentee sellers, you know, we're going to see hopefully more investment properties coming on the market, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. taking their profits. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting for years. The property has went down, obviously, and they've come back up. And um, we could hopefully we'll get some more of that inventory. It's so hard to find the right house. Mm-hmm. And then with the prices going where they are and the competition being where it is, are you finding any clients that are going ahead and making an offer that's above the selling price just so that they can secure that home or if they're in a bidding situation to go ahead and make that make that bid over the appraised or or selling price to secure it because the market is going in the correct direction it's going up mm-hmm. and if you can find the home that you love on top of that cuz let's face it you got to live there is it worth paying a little bit more than what the selling price was uh- People pay over asking price every day. Every home, every deal is situational, depending. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say that, first of all, um, people pay over appraised value. People pay over asking price. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it just depends on the house. If you're under mm-hmm. 300, you're going to have a lot more competition, and the chances are you're going to pay at or above mm-hmm. asking price, or you're going to have mm-hmm. multiple offers, which would then drive mm-hmm. the price up potentially. Michelle Hulbert is with us too. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Michelle, if somebody's pre-approved for $300,000, they find a house for $300,000, and you've already worked out all the details 
of their mortgage. They've got their down payment. They've got their assistance, whatever it might be. And then as we get close to the closing date, the seller and the buyer are, are talking about the home, basically, and the price. And maybe the result is that now the home is priced at three twenty, another $20,000. Could that deal still close? Well, it, it really depends on how tightly qualified they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a little bit of room in their budget and their debt-to-income ratio, mm-hmm. that may certainly be an option. All it's, right. So they might be able to get a little bit more of a loan. What if they actually need to bring in cash? Well, and that's we, – we have this happen often. Mm-hmm. If you're – if you're working with a buyer that's maybe putting 3.5% down and just barely has that money mm. or their closing cost money, and let's say the house doesn't appraise, you know that we lend on sales price or appraised value, whichever is less. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if if they are having to pay more for that property because they're in a bidding situation, that's, that's money out of their pocket. And in many cases, they don't have it. So they can get a gift from a family member. Mm-hmm. They can borrow from a 401k. Basically, it's the same same rules of, of engagement when it comes to paying over for a property. We allow it, of course, mm-hmm. but the money has to be, you know, that you pay the difference in your own cash. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's good to have a little reserve or a little bit reserve uh, <laughs> connections before you're, you're getting to those final stages. Let's continue with Diane Heaton from Remax Realty Affiliates. Diane, it seems to me that knowing that the – um, the median price of homes in northern Nevada, Washoe County specifically, Reno Sparks area, is somewhere around two hundred and ninety, or is it three hundred and two hundred ninety thousand dollars? Yeah, two hundred ninety thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And if you have people in that price that own a home in that price range already, um, they know that that home, if they decide to sell, they would be a, there would be a lot of bidders for that home because that's it's kind of the sweet spot, right? That's mm-hmm. the average price or lower. However, the seller is going to have to live someplace, and they want to get a great deal on a home if they're moving up. Now, if they're out and about looking for a home in the same price range, I'd say good luck, right, because they're going to be competing with the same people. But what if they up their price estimate, their goal of home type neighborhood, and maybe moved it up into the $400,000 range or mm-hmm. the four twenty-five to four fifty? thousand dollar range would they have they would have less competition there right looking to buy that home yes a little less competition Mm -hmm. and their current mortgage may be they may be paying at a higher rate five percent six percent on their current homes so they would be able to not only move up to a maybe a newer home larger Mm -hmm. whatever their Mm -hmm. wants and needs are and then get a new mortgage if they need a new mortgage at a much lower interest rate because the rates are so good right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if your appreciation on a $450,000 home is greater than your appreciation on a $300,000 home. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a win-win, mm-hmm. uh, pull your cash out, reinvest, get mm-hmm. a lower interest rate mm-hmm. and see your appreciation rise on a higher value home. So that would move, let's say it was a 425 or a $450,000 home they were moving up into. Michelle, there are differences in the mortgages available at that price range, are there not? Well, when you go 
when you borrow above 417, 417,000, it's considered a jumbo loan. Okay. So basically, you can buy up into the, you know, the 435 to 440 range and still be in a conforming or Fannie Mae type loan amount. Because when you put your down payment, it'll it your loan is actually going to be for below that 47. And how much of an advantage is it to have a loan, let's say at 400,000, or let's let's make it real close. What's the advantage of having a loan at $415,000 versus having a loan at $420,000? Well, you know, it's funny. It depends because it's the the old school was is that you typically had a half a percent between jumbo rates and conforming mm-hmm. rates. And frankly, that's not the case anymore. On certain programs, it, it can be. But on a, let's say, a 30-year fixed, you're very close in pricing on both those products. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the, the qualifications, though, are less stringent on any type of a, a Fannie Mae loan or let's say an FHA loan versus a jumbo. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. It sounds to me like there are some real good benefits and options to consider if your home is now priced somewhere in the two ninety to $300,000 and you have a little more capacity or you know you might even not even need more capacity. Because it sounds like you can get max price for your home, priced in that two ninety range, and probably get a great deal on anything priced in the four hundred thousand dollar range. It might be a, a true advantage for people to to take a, an opportunity to talk to you today. Diane Heaton is with us from Remax Realty Affiliates. What's the best way to reach in case somebody wants to chat more? Absolutely, seven seven five seven five zero two four zero nine. All of your information is on our website, too. Diane, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the most recent residential resale market report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. have some interesting things that we see on the charts and graphs, and we'll encourage and hope that you can give us some feedback on some of these items, Dan. And we'll be back after this message. This is William Process, president of Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla, right here at KFOY 1060 AM. Peter Padilla is important to me because he gets the information out, especially to our veteran population. Street smarts on the house. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E H-U-L-B-E-R-T dot com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is Diane Heaton, Realtor at REMAX Realty Affiliates. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is on the air. Thank you, Peter. You're tuned into 1060 KFOY, your Lotus broadcast station in northern Nevada with Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're in our 11th year of broadcasting our radio show. Time flies when you're having fun. 
We, we always enjoy chatting with new people in our studio and talking about really what's always on uh, the forefront of any business persons, and that's real estate. And it's a good time in northern Nevada because prices are heading in the right direction. It's really interesting to think back to the area of around 2012 when we were near our bottom market. We didn't have the demand that we have now. We didn't have the bidding wars that we had now. Everybody was just asking a question. Have we hit the bottom yet? Have we hit the bottom yet? Have we hit the bottom yet? And nobody could answer that question because you only know that when you look in the rearview mirror. Diane Heaton, you're a real estate expert in the studio today from REMAX Realty Affiliates. I have a question for you. Have we hit the bottom yet? The bottom is coming gone, <laughs> and we are heading up. That's when it seems like people really want to get in and buy. But really, if you could have bought as you're going down toward the bottom, that would have been the sweetest thing. I know people that actually bought at that time. I'm sure you do, too. And I bet they're singing in the rain. It was, you know, like you said, you see it, uh, you only know you're out of the bottom when you're out. Uh, it was four so, years, it was four years right. ago. You know, uh, in yeah. four years, we all mo- really almost doubled mm-hmm. in prices mm-hmm. in northern Nevada. That is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we dropped about 75% <laughs> yeah. the four years prior. Still, we are on the road to recovery, and that's got to add a lot of optimism to the market. Are, are your contacts, your buyers, your sellers, are they optimistic about the real estate market in general? Absolutely, because a conversation that we are going to have next year is we're going to look back in this year and go, wow, uh, the prices were pretty good then. Like Mm -hmm. we looked back last year and they were better last year. So um, we we know that real estate's on the way up. We've got a lot coming to the Reno Sparks area. Not exactly sure how it's going to impact all of us yet, but... I know that people are still going to uh, buy and sell homes here mm-hmm. at a good pace. And looking yeah. at the report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, it's interesting to look at the supply and availability of homes for sale in northern Nevada. In 2008, it was over 3,000 homes that were available. Mm-hmm. And now there's most recently somewhere around 800 homes available. Um, it's, it's just amazing that it's that dramatic. Even when you consider the recovery of the economy and more people working, that's just an amazing, amazing number. So as we mentioned earlier, I have to assume or presume that homeowners are now saying, why sell? Let's hang on. The values are going up. But but that can change fast. We saw that happen within four years. There are a lot of things on the horizon that could change it. So one of the things is we have a presidential election this year. What other things do you think might be impacting our market that would maybe encourage people to sell right now while the market is at a good positive price range, Diane? Well, everything you say is true. And while their home is going to go up in value, so is the home that they may want to purchase. Mm -hmm. So you are trading dollars for dollars, essentially. Uh, On taxes, it's going to cost you more in transfer tax, more in property taxes. If you wait another year or two and the home that you want goes up another 20%, so do your costs. So a lot of folks should look at uh, buyers are readily available to purchase their home now. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a lot of new home builders coming in and building rapidly now. You're not seeing that reflected in all the MLS reports. There's a lot of activity there Mm -hmm. and that impacts the resale market. So um, and the the building is not stopping anytime soon. And apartments too. I read some statistics on 
the new units that are going to be coming online just in this year mm-hmm. and early 2017. I, I mean, we're talking thousands, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of apartments. Mm-hmm. So may, may affect the rents a little bit too. Right. And figuring that not everyone that is going to be uh, hiring for these all these companies that are coming to town is going to be able to purchase a home right away yeah. or mm-hmm. want to purchase a home right away. So yes. Right. So I would strike while the iron's hot. Your buyers are you're they're ready and willing and able and money is plentiful, rates are good and if don't you're coming, wait. <laughs> if you're coming from California too like Michelle was talking about out of state or relocations I mean, I was in the Bay Area not long ago, and I've traveled to Sacramento recently. It's pretty amazing still how inexpensive our homes are in comparison to many areas in California. When you're talking with your prospects from California, do they talk about the differences? Are they uh, is it is it an additional motivation to buy in Nevada? Absolutely. Some folks that I'm showing now that are looking in the seven hundred thousand or so price range here. That gets a 1,000-square-foot, 30- or 40-year-old home, or maybe even older, uh, in Southern California. It's just crazy. I don't know where they get their money to pay their uh, buy homes in California. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway, so it is a very good trade-off in value to come here. And it's a great place to live. Yes. Well, I think we're seeing a trade-off depending on what part of the country you're coming from. The the one thing that all of this, you know, our new businesses, the Tesla effect, if you want to call it that, has brought to our market is it's put, it's put Reno on the map. Mm-hmm. People that maybe didn't know who we were or anything about us that have visited Reno, they like it here. And there's some benefits for from, let's say, a Midwest location where you have, you know, humidity and tornadoes and, you know, you're kind of in the cent- center part of the country. Mm-hmm. We've got awesome amenities, and you, mm-hmm. know, you don't know that until you get here. And then, if, of course, if you're in California, it is price and what you get for your money and no state tax. Yeah, in a way, we're just far enough from the beach to enjoy we, the beach. We can appreciate it, and right? Appreciate it and <laughs> right. not have to pay for the beach because we're right over here. <laughs> That's true. Nice and close. I'm looking at the 13-month median price trend, and one of the things that I note here as it points out in the report, is that there's stabilization of the median price. So the people that are maybe holding off or have been holding off to think, well, it's just going to continue to go up 3 to 4% per month. Uh, maybe that, it looks like that trend could well have been over about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. It's been pretty stable over the last few months, has it not? Uh, correct, and that's what I'm uh, talking with sellers, potential sellers. You've seen the the greatest uh, appreciation Mm -hmm. for the most part that you're going to get. And again, over the 500, 600, 700,000 price point, it's been pretty flat, as you can see from those numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, So take your profits now and move up while the prices are still stable if Mm -hmm. you're moving up. And I think it's a good a good time to sell. You don't have to buy your dream home when it's your first home. You can buy your dream home, and maybe it really truly is a dream home when it's your second, third, or fourth home. Yeah. This might be an opportunity that many people won't get a chance for again in their lifetimes. Regardless whether you're buying or selling, I recommend that you talk to Diane Heaton, and Diane is a realtor at REMAX Realty Affiliates. One more time on your contact information, Diane, in case anybody wants to chat with you. Absolutely, 775-750-2409. All right. Also with us in the studio today has been Sarah Feliz from Put It In Order. Just with what Diane was saying, 
people need to pack up and mm. move out. And so that's the perfect way to start downsizing some of their items that they're not using, wanting, mm-hmm. wearing anymore, especially if they have kids, you know, going through those toys. If, mm-hmm. if you don't actively do it once a year, like a spring cleaning, mm-hmm. then moving is the perfect way to do it. It really is. You know, I've moved many times in my lifetime, and I always remember every time I move, I find things that I didn't know I had. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. You should try to do a clean. Yeah. Even if it's just once a year. You know, you can do it in the spring. You can do it in in the winter time. But um, yeah, you want to know what you're putting on and does it fit? Do you still like it? People compliment you on your outfit, or is it pictures that you haven't hung up and they're in the back of a closet, mm-hmm. framed, collecting dust? Mm-hmm. Maybe the way for a guy like me to do it though is just to move. You know, <laughs> that really is the I only think way. That's that a I great can. idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's you right. Put your life in order. Move. Buy a house, whatever, so, yeah, move then up. you can that's employ right. all of us, Peter. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> it's a great idea. Oh, well. We're having a great time, and I'm enjoying my conversation, too, with Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Mortgage. Always, always get pre-approved ahead of time and run your credit report. That is the most important thing you can do is know where you stand from a financing standpoint because people – they make mistakes and sometimes they don't know that they made mistakes and when I have to deliver that news a day before they're making an offer it's mm. not very pleasant yeah, yeah. so get pre-approved ahead of time that's my advice for the day awesome and mm-hmm. we've got your information on our website ladies it's been wonderful to have you here with us on the show today hopefully you'll all come back to visit sometime soon would love to do it thanks Peter thank you Peter appreciate it and I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in we're on every week same time same station right here on KFOY 1060 AM. Tune in next week and we'll talk again about real estate and real estate for investors. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.